What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis. Glad that you all are here with us again. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, of course, in the world of college football. We had the conference championship games. Um, they just concluded, so all of those have now wrapped up. And um, now we can actually um, talk about um, what's next, which is um, the bowl games for the season. So, um, yeah, well, we hope you guys had a great weekend and um, hope you guys are having a great start to your week. So, um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. We are on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms as well. So um, we very much appreciate you guys listening in. And um, feel free to um, like, comment, and subscribe to the show. Uh, It definitely helps us out. helps us know what we're doing and how we can improve for the future. Um, as always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He is Chris Bowden. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Corey? How we feeling? Ah, man, feeling good. Feeling good. We just wrapped up championship week, and now everything is set. Now, so it's a it's a good day unless you're a Florida State Seminoles fan. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Look, or I think Bulldog fan, but you know everybody else. I I think feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think you as long as you, as you're not in Tallahassee, Florida, I think you're having a swell day. <laughs> oh man, we might as well get straight to it, huh? I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. So, um, so yeah, we 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 just had the. Um, college football playoff selection show, selection Sunday as as they call it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we, we, there's only pretty- one selection Sunday, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a college hoop selection Sunday. Oh, yeah, 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 you you are right, you are right, <laughs> you are right. But um, but yeah, yeah, we, we pretty much um, on Sunday we pretty much got a chance to see. Which teams are heading into the college football playoffs? And now they are set, of course. We now know um, one through four. And it it has come with some controversy, of, of, of mm-hmm. course. But um, I, I will definitely th- think, I, I personally think that the committee got this right. Um Michigan is one, um, followed by Washington at two, three, Texas, and four is the Alabama Crimson Tide. So um, I think that they got got it right, of course. I think this um, these four teams are your best four teams, despite what everyone else says. And um, we'll see what happens um, this bowl season. But what do you think about the selections, Chris? Man, oh man, oh man. I think the committee has opened up a can of worms. I mean, this is this is the makings of the BCS computers. This is something they would have done. This is why we got rid of the BCS. 
For real. You yeah. I mean, think about it. Remember um when Auburn, an undefeated Auburn team, didn't play in a national championship, but Oklahoma with one loss. This was this was way back in the day, kids. This is this is ooh, this is years ago. <laughs> Y'all probably listening like BCS. Yeah, there was a thing called the BCS that decided who, what two teams played national championship. But you had, uh, but yeah, there was, it was uh, Oklahoma was in, Auburn didn't make it. Um, and then, and, and, and USC, uh, ended up putting a, a beat down. On them as well, so uh, USC got to, got the win, but we didn't get to see USC and Auburn, and that's the game that everybody wanted to see. Um, but this is this is something kind of similar to that. Uh, if you could fact check me, Corey, and see what year that was when that happened, I believe it was. It might have been like two thousand three. See the I think when it happened, the Auburn and Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was 2002 or 2003 around then. Let's see. But um but man, I struggle. I really don't like the, what I understand what the committee was trying to do. But I don't like it. Why are we playing the games? Why do we play the games if a team can go undefeated in a Power 5 conference? Win its conference championship game. It's a good schedule, question. Schedule a team that was supposed to be a top ten team all season, projected to be a top ten power and compete for a national championship, and beat them on a neutral site. That's to be bypassed when it's all said and done, and left out of the big dance, left out of the college football playoff. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it, it it does come with its own controversy and dialogue to it. I look, I I won't I won't shy away from the discussion at all because it has been a topic, of course, um, since the rankings were announced. Um, by the way, Chris, that was in two thousand and four. Um, two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was around that time period, okay, yeah. 2004. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> this reminds me of something very similar. I mean, yes, Florida State is without Jordan Travis. Yes, they probably, you, you struggle to think they would win a playoff game. But that doesn't matter. In my eyes, I feel like you reward teams for what they've done on the field. And if it was up to me, Michigan makes it. Washington makes it. Florida State makes it. And Texas makes it. I know it sounds wild. Sounds crazy. I wouldn't have had Alabama in. And uh, Alabama fans are probably, go, you know, shaking the table right now. Like, how could you leave us out? The pitchforks. The pitchforks are, are primed and ready. Everybody <laughs> has it in hand. But Florida State went undefeated. 
everybody loves, loves, loves to talk about SEC this, SEC that. When universally, we've all said all season long, it's been a down season for the SEC. So don't give me that old, we won the SEC championship, we won the SEC. Don't give me that. Because that doesn't stand this season. When we've said all year that the Pac-12 and it has been a better conference. It's a, it's a down season for the SEC. Like we, you can't give me that argument this year. And then when you break down the one-loss teams, Texas holds the tiebreaker by beating you on your home field. So I would have Texas slotted over Alabama. That's how I would do it. I understand the committee says we want to put the four best teams on the field. And this is what's going to make for the most entertaining playoff. But now we have blurred the lines between what's right and what's fair. And now we're getting subjective and it's about who's the best and it's going to, what's going to give us the most entertainment and get bring in the most eyeballs and money. That's what it's all of. That's what that's what it is now. We just got to keep it a band. That's what it is now. No, I mean you, you're not wrong. Um, I mean that's that's pretty much where we're at with this. Um, for me, I, I look at it as um, you know, I'm giving the committee a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, mainly because. I watched that ACC championship game. And look, I know Florida State is undefeated. And that should not be downplayed at all. Like, they had an undefeated season. They they had their schedule, and they, and they took care of business every single week. And you could say they should be rewarded for that. But I watched that ACC championship game, Chris. It wasn't pretty. It, <laughs> I, like it, it wasn't pretty. I, I just started thinking about like, what if this was a semifinal game? This would be terrible. Like, the question I, I have to ask ask people is this: Can that can this Florida the Florida State team with the offense that they have now without Jordan Travis, can they score? The same amount of points as a Washington, as a Michigan, as a Texas. We would only need to let them play, try it out on the field. And try it out. <laughs> I, I get that. That's the only. That's, that's the only way we gonna know. I, I I can't. I I can't fathom. I, I get that, but I just can't fathom them. Just like, oh man, they found a rhythm. Like, like it's like they never even even dropped off. Like it was different when because I know people were talking about Ohio State with Cardell Jones when he was a backup and he came in and took Ohio State to the playoffs that year, and they inevitably won. Um, the national championship against Oregon. I understand mm-hmm. that. But there's a difference between Cardell Jones and Tay Rotomaker, who we would, like, like, let's say if Florida State would have got in, we would assume he would be ready. But let's say if he wasn't ready, 
I don't think they would. I hear what, I, I hear what you're saying. But also, why do we play the games? Like that's, that's a good question too. <laughs> why do we play the? Uh, what are we doing? We're, we're wasting time. You know what? Don't even have a season. Whoever is the four teams we think are the best at the preseason, just go ahead and slot them into the playoff. <laughs> just be done with it. Like. <laughs> just be done with it. Just be done with it. And I'll take it a step further. If we're going to have the four best teams, can't nobody here tell me Georgia is not one of the four best teams. Why are they not in the playoff then? Yeah, I mean, look. This is a committee that talks about one losses don't hurt your chances. I'm just saying. One right. losses don't uh, – one loss teams. Georgia went undefeated all year. And you lose a close game to Alabama. And now you don't make the playoff? Do you think Georgia beats Washington? Say say that again. Do you think Georgia beats Washington? Who's the better team, Georgia or Washington? I think Georgia is. Then we should have two undefeated teams not in the playoff then. Yeah. Yeah. This is the precedent they said. They they, they jacked themselves up by doing this. I mean, because if we're going to be real, the four best teams – are Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Georgia. I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to knock Washington and what they've done this season because I feel like they deserve to be in the playoff. But going off the words of the committee, the four best teams are those four that I just listed. Yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's... It, I think this was always inevitable at some mm-hmm. point before we got to uh, to the twelve team playoff that we're going to get to um, next year. Like this was always a what if scenario. Like, hey, what if, what what if um what if you have a a team that's undefeated lose a quarterback? Mm-hmm. What happens there? And this was a thing that when the whole um, conversation started with having a committee and stuff, it was a thing at, at one point that um, injuries could factor in, in into a team's position with the playoffs. And I and at the time, I could understand that because, like, look at it now, like, Florida State is a different team without Jordan Travis. Like I think we can mm-hmm. all see that, but mm-hmm. you still, as what you said, and and I agree to it too. Why do we play the games? You still have to go out there and play the games. To me, I'm gonna say this, and I might p- piss some people off um, listening to this show. I don't think knowing what we know about Michigan. Knowing about the whole cheating scandal, I don't think they should be in there. If anything, put Florida State in there. They've done everything the right way. Like, look, they, they as far as we know, as, as far as we know, they, as far as we know, 
They have done everything the right way. They have handled their schedule as best as possible. Even through the injury uh, of Jordan Travis, they have they've taken every challenge that's been in front of them, and they've went to work. That's true, and they're undefeated still. That is true. That is true. I mean, I will say. I mean, tell me, tell me what I'm telling lies, like CM Punk. You're not, you're not telling a lie at all. I will <laughs> say though. I will be rooting for Michigan. If I want chaos at this point, you know, give it to the. I want the team that that has everybody rooting against them. I want them to to stick it to the Big Ten. The Big Ten neglected them and decided to punish them mid-season before we fully have completed an investigation and. I don't think that's fair to the players. I don't think that's a precedent you want to set as a as a conference that you are inflicting discipline on something that has happened before in the middle of the season. You want to you want to to have a coach sit games, suspend a coach. I've never seen that before. I never heard of that. And I don't agree with it. But that's the world we're in now. College football is going down a tricky path, man. There's some stuff going on with the CFP and how some things have been handled by by, by the Big Ten. I I love this sport. I love this game. I love the pageantry, and I love everything that comes with college football. But we have to be real careful this next decade, this in the next ten years, of how it how this game is handled. Because there's a world soon where Ohio State and Michigan can play each other. I'm going off on a tangent, but they can end up playing each other three times in a season. <laughs> yeah, that's overkill. Mm-hmm. The the thing that makes the game so special is because they meet that one time, and yeah. you might have the rare circumstance where it's two because of the playoff. Right. But that one time, that's not that's about to change. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, it's the, we're struggling. I'll be watching. Yeah, I, no, I get what you're I'll saying. I'll be watching the games, but I, I don't agree with what the, the committee did. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. Football has a way of bringing scenarios back around. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see when the time comes when an undefeated Alabama or an undefeated Georgia or an undefeated Ohio State has a serious, massive injury to a key player, possibly a quarterback in the future, if this holds consistent. Yeah. Because this is the president you just said. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I want to see that too. I really want to see that too. Even in this twelve team playoff, mm-hmm. you know, are you the same team? Because now you have to, like, forget having to find the four best teams. You got to find the twelve best teams. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we're struggling to make it make sense with four teams, well, then we got a problem. Yeah, because there's going to come a time where your 12th team could be a three-loss team. Yeah. Like be like right now. Let's say there was a twelve team playoff right now. You telling me Arizona isn't one of the twelve best teams in the nation? Oh, it, definitely. <laughs> like like hands down. Like if they're if they're not in the conversation, then we got some problems. Hell, I'm, and they're, I'm trying to figure out why they fourteen right now. They are exactly. They are a three loss team. Do they make the playoff or not? And. I think if they were to match up right now, probably against Florida State, they would beat Florida State. So, just how sticky and consistent are your your rankings? I'm just, I, I, I that's all. It's, it's, they don't, they don't, they, they have, they have open Pan, Pandora's box has been open, Corey. <laughs> yeah, and it was inevitable. <laughs> it was. It was inevitable. It, it's. I just look at it honestly, where I I understand why you would look at um, the top four teams where you're looking at them now. Um, be in there that way, but it, you know, in terms of Florida State, I think the committee. While they got it, or while they got this right to me, I think um, if you really wanted to set a precedent for the future, uh, Michigan should not be in there because of the cheat scandal, and and Florida State that. should should be allowed to be in the playoff. I can see that. I can see that. I I just. Yeah, I just think this this thing is just is all kinds of jacked up and and, and, and twisted. Um, yeah, we we need Thanos. You watch Marvel movies, Corey. We yes. need Thanos to to come. Said you know, snap his fingers, collect all the Infinity, <laughs> Infinity Stones. <laughs> And then snap his fingers and reset things back to when the Big Ten didn't have a conference championship game. The Pac-12 stays intact, and they didn't. They don't have a conference championship game where you, you play nine conference conference games, where the SEC wasn't isn't about to be just saturated with teams in, in the league, and everybody can play the the rivalries that we've seen forever. I need my old college football back. Yeah, things were a lot simpler. You remember when the the, 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 the this how this is being handled? Honestly, it's even worse than I believe it was two thousand seven, Corey, mm-hmm. when the two loss LSU team made it to the national championship game. Um, I think it, I believe it was 2007 when that happened. Yeah, when yeah, it was. was, yeah, was yeah, yeah, this is this this right here is even wilder than that. In all honesty, 
And that was wild. It might not then. seem like that. This that was wild. Then that that was boy. That was one ridiculous college football season. I mean, that is stamped in my memory. It was so many foolishness that so much craziness that went down that conference championship <laughs> weekend. Um, to get us to the point where we were trying to figure out who the hell was going to play in the national championship game. But um, this is early in the tenure of the college football playoff. Like, we're still, you know what I'm saying? College football had been going on forever. And we got to a situation where in 2007, you had LSU make it to that game mm-hmm. with two losses. This is the this is ninth season of the college football playoff. Um, I believe it started 2014 was yeah. when it started with Mississippi State being the first team, ranked number one in the CFP. Yeah. Um, so this, this is early in the installment of this new measure. Mm-hmm. And this is the, one of the precedents you said. I don't. Un, I don't see how you can be consistent moving forward when it comes to this. I don't see how. So that's why I say this is the really. This is a pivotal moment. I feel like in college football, in this sport, and how. The postseason is determined moving forward, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just so curious to see. I don't want to fast forward in time. I'm, I'm I want to watch it play out over the years. Mm-hmm. But I've, I really feel like we're going to be looking back at this decision made on Sunday, and really be like, I don't know if that was the best for the sport because we really have put aside what it means to win your games for the sake of subjective. I think this team is better. Even though they have a loss. So that's all. Yeah. That is my TED talk. (laughs) It's, I I think, I think once, um, once we entered 2014, once we entered that season, Chris, um, we, we knew that this was going to be a new, fresh out of the box system that we all had to get accustomed to. To teams, mm-hmm. um, fan bases, even the people running it, it had it had to understand and mm-hmm. actually um, do their due diligence and make this system a credible um, system for the sport, but. You know, over the years, like we've seen everything um, come to play with this um, with this playoff format. And hey, <laughs> we're sitting here as we're recording this on on um, <laughs> December fourth, twenty twenty three. We're now questioning now, like should this thing even be something we're looking at going forward from? Decades to come. I got one more point. I just, if this is what we're going to do, we might as well just bring back the BCS. Bring back the computers and just let the computers decide who are the four best teams or in this case, moving moving forward, years to come, who are the 12 best teams. Hey, look, it, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not even going. I'm not even going to argue down with, with you on that one. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> on your side at this point uh, about that. I I'd be in favor of it. We might as well because the com- at least the computers. You you didn't like what the computers did, but they made these kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason we got rid of the BCS was to get rid of ruin over teams that went undefeated, or you know what I'm saying that that won their conference, that went undefeated, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we, we and what do you know? More human element. Who would have thought human bias does creep in? And we, you gotta have Alabama in over Florida State now. You gotta have Texas in over Florida State. I'm just saying, like, it's it's funny what happens in time when 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 you got the two big money makers in college football, and I know Florida State's a big program, but they ain't that they they are a blue blood and they are a well known nationally recognized um, university entity in college football. But come on, Bama and Texas, we we those those are two. Massive, the the top two, arguably, two the top two college football brands. I mean, so it's it's, it's quite convenient that they both make it. Not saying that they aren't just they don't have a case, but I'm just I, I'm I'm gonna look it up. But I'm just curious what the computers would have decided, and instead of letting humans choose. Let's just leave it up to, to to the computers, to Vegas, to mathematics. Let's just leave it up to the computers to choose. Because the whole point of us having humans make the decisions was to stop screwing over the undefeated teams. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would definitely take the, I guess, the flashy debate out of it. Because, you know, the... From a human ele- from a human element side um, to picking these teams, you know, we're always looking at who's the flashiest. Despite we got no losses, one loss or two losses, you know, like mm-hmm. who, who's the flashiest? When really we just really want to know, like, what does your record say? S- uh, stack up all the games you played. What are you looking like on the field? If your resume is good enough, you're in. You know, at least, you know, the computer somewhat did that in the BCS mm-hmm. era. But, you know, now you're you're allowing teams that are pretty much cheating against <laughs> their opponents in, and you're ranking them number one. You know, you're you're not you're not giving credit to undefeated teams. Um Despite what happens to their best players, um, mm-hmm. something at least needs to be done. You know that that's just my my thought. That's my interpretation. It needs to be, but it, it, I I feel confident in saying that it won't be. Um, oh yeah, I, I understand it too. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it is what it is. We're going to talk about it. Um, for a few days, and then everybody's going to turn around and be excited and hyped up that we get to see these matchups because nobody wanted to see Florida State. The only people in the world who wanted Florida State in the CFP were Florida State fans. Now, and Michigan, 
Did you see that video? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, Michigan saw Michigan saw Alabama pop up. They were not happy. Oh man, these oh, people were man. like, "Oh gosh, I can see my future. I can see man, oh, man. Miro running, <laughs> running <laughs> 40, 50 yard runs on us." That's going to be very interesting. That ain't. That ain't uh, Kyle McCord sitting back there at quarterback, not taking off. Um, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, something I, something needs to be done. I don't think it will be done, and people just gotta get ready, you know, for for when it's I don't know. Um, when when it's like Tennessee or who else could it be or Clemson or I don't know you have the random SEC school that has an amazing year like a, a Ole Miss or South Carolina when you have that that season and you're like twelve or thirteen range and you get left out. Because there's already three other SEC schools in the CFP. I mean, it's only a matter of time before it happens. Like that's that's what's going to be next, man. Like it's going to it's people are going to be it's going to be tough to really. I don't see how they're going to be able to like narrow it down to like twelve teams in the future. I'm just I'm I'm going off on a tangent right here, but this season it was. You you could you name more than like eight teams maybe? I think maybe eight teams have a legitimate shot of winning. Oh man, that's that's a good question. I mean I mean let's go ahead. Yeah, you had you got the four that are in now. Nobody's going to say Florida State because they're without Jordan Travis. I mean, Oregon is still Oregon's still a team that Vegas likes. Georgia so those were six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State seven, and I'm I'm loosely saying Ohio State. <laughs> um, I mean Missouri, I think will be a really good team. Um, in a twelve team, do we really, but do we really think Missouri would run the table? <sighs> I think it's becoming. They could. They say they want the best teams in, but there's going to be some seasons where you don't, where the the like this season, where the number nine team in the nation really ain't measuring up to like the number two, number one team in the nation at all, mm-hmm. and we're just adding randomness to this. It's going to become soon more and more like the NCAA tournament, where you're not necessarily getting the best team to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna have the hottest, or the team that can string string along some wins. Well, that's what they're banking on. They're banking on, hey, let's see which hottest team um, can make it in. But will it will, will it just be a carbon copy of what we've been seeing the last several years, where it doesn't matter the top four teams? Are you slick gonna be one of the ones that are strong enough to survive this? Right. 
you you would think, but the more games you add, and we all and we know any any well, any given Saturday or any given any given day, any given college football playoff game, anything can happen. So while you worried about trying to quote unquote get the best team in, when you turn around and make this a twelve team playoff. You're adding a whole lot of randomness to this. So it's only a matter of time, too, before that 12 seed knocks off that one seed or whatever, however it's going to be set up. You know what I'm saying? Just like we got 16 seeds be number one seeds in the college basketball tournament. It's only a matter of time before that underdog misses, you know, turns around and gets hot and wins natty. But, you know. I'm 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 done. I'm 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 really done with my TED talk now. We, we, I'm good. To, I'm ready to talk about these games, these some of these matchups. Awesome, awesome. So, so yeah, it's it's a lot, but um, you know, nonetheless, we're here. Um, at this point in time, I'm talking all this noise, but I'll be watching the games. <laughs> that, look, that, they got you hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Just I'm like me. All but I'll be watching Michigan Bama. I'll be watching Texas Washington. Sure will. Oh man, yeah. Look, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be watching it too. I mean, look, this is the last year of the of the of the four best team of the four team format. Um, have they put the line so. out for that game yet? For the games, because I would not be shocked if both if the lower seeded teams. We're both the favorites in those matchups. So let's see. Right now, the spread is for Alabama versus Michigan. Um, that's going to be the Rose Bowl game. Um, oh yeah, Michigan by one and a half. Yeah, yeah. They, and then Texas four point favorites. I knew Texas was going to be the favorite in that game. Yeah, Washington still. Don't matter what you do, and nobody, nobody's sold. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is not sold on you, Washington. Doesn't matter what what you did to Oregon. I know it. Oh. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, that that's pretty much where the lines are for um for both of these games, um. I'm looking at Alabama to beat Michigan. Beat them down pretty badly. Yeah, I can I can see how that happens. I don't know if Michigan has has the speed. I know it's so cliche. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know if they have the speed to to hang with Alabama. Um They're gonna have to make this game just just a grinder. Uh, limit limit the possessions and play keep away. Keep that thing the best. The best way to keep Jalen Milrow from running all over you is to keep Jalen Milrow on the bench on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that it would be wise. Granted. Michigan has a good, a very solid front seven. Mm-hmm. 
but they haven't seen the the athleticism at the quarterback position that Milrow presents. And we saw how much of a struggle he was for Georgia. I think Michigan's defense is built a little better than Georgia to handle him mm-hmm. because Mi- Michigan's been extremely stout against the run this season. But if Alabama catches them in man coverage and Milro gets a full head of steam, it can it can be ugly. It can turn into a 30, 40-yard run very quickly with him. So, yeah, it's... I would probably, if I had to pick today, something tells me, as much as I would like to see Michigan win, that Bama probably would win. And so if I picked, if I was picking today, I probably would go Bama myself too. <laughs> and I would also pick Texas against Washington. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I honestly think we're we're gonna see a. Um, rematch from earlier this year, Texas and Alabama. That just that just made me mad. It just made me mad. <laughs> I think we're gonna see it. That just made me so mad, Corey. Did make college football great again. You remember <laughs> when if you met in the regular season, we knew what year was this? Two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. When Ohio State and Texas played at the shoe, when Vince Young pulled up in, at Ohio State, and Ohio State was alternating quarterbacks before before Troy Smith took the job, mm-hmm. we knew whoever lost that game, they weren't going to the national championship. <laughs> that was two thousand six, actually. It was two thousand six. Yeah. Because that was, that was, no, it was, was it 05? A national championship game was on, I think it was the year 2005 where the national championship happened, like, at the turn of the new year in 06. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. But we knew whoever won that game, they were going to be in prime position to make it to the national championship. Whoever lost, they probably, they weren't going to make it. Regular season games mattered. Now, we're probably going to get a rematch of Ohio of uh, of Texas and Alabama is, is a possibility. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I want I want regular season games to matter. I want yeah. it to mean something if you lose. Yeah, and and look, it doesn't make it any better. Texas, OU, in the SEC, starting twenty twenty four. Yeah, that, <laughs> you you know Texas and and Bama are going to be playing each other probably on a on a regular basis mm-hmm. uh, on the schedule each year. You got this twelve team playoff now as a as a thing. And yeah. we're getting away from divisions, yeah, so away from divisions. There's, a, there's a world where, similar to what um, Ohio State and Michigan in the near future in the Big Ten, 
where they can play each other in a regular season mm-hmm. and turn around and play each other again in the conference championship game. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, just, it just puts a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, man. It's, but, hey. It is what it is. Life of college football nowadays. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. This is, this is our new normal. This is our new normal. <laughs> <laughs> I know people don't want it, but. This is this is where it's at. Unfortunately. Yeah. It is, man. It's this is what the powers that be have provided for us. I mean, there's a lot of money in, in invested in this sport now. So Yeah. So But we got some we got some good other matchups. Yeah. What do you think about Oregon taking on Liberty? You know, we had to get that best um, group of five team in there, and Liberty made it at number twenty three. So, yeah, I think it's a nice story. Liberty made it in the game. I'll watch the game and hope for the best. But there is a world where Liberty wins that game. Maybe just because Oregon is just so mad at themselves and so over it that they don't show up. There's a world that Bo Nix doesn't play in the game, but I feel like Bo will play. Um, If he does, it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think Oregon should do what I thought they were going to do to Washington. There's no excuse for them to not do that again to Liberty. No offense to Liberty and what they built and what they have going on, but Oregon should beat them down. Mm-hmm. The spread is 15 points for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge spread for a game that's supposed to be uh, as, as a New Year's Six, you know what I'm saying, one of your big January Bowl games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see if Bo Nix plays. Um Hats off to him. I think he he he's definitely somebody that wants to lead by example and finish things the right way, and um, really send send off the the ducks um, the ducks fans, you know, in a positive way um, going forward. And just making sure that the pro program um, that he's been a part of. The last few years, um, it's at least you know excited about the future, happy for mm-hmm. him, happy for this team, despite them not making the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. He he's a guy that wants to make sure um, that he's competing um, at all times and wants to do things the right way. So um, if if he does play, won't be surprised by it, but um, it'll definitely heighten up the excitement. Of the Fiesta Bowl. Def- Definitely. Play one more time in the uniform. So. Then you got the game that you ever heard the expression, uh, was it a, a face only a mother could love? Yes. <laughs> we, got, we got a game where 
two teams that only their fan bases could love this matchup. I don't know if the world's going to be watching this game at all with Iowa taking on Tennessee <laughs> in the Citrus Bowl. Boy, the offense will be at a premium. <laughs> Look, that, that, this game, I, I can't, I can't call it. You know what? I can't call it. I, did, I can't call it. <laughs> did you, did you notice over the weekend the Chargers and the New England Patriots? Um, yes. Score that disgusting game. Yes. Yeah. I would, wouldn't be surprised. That this game becomes that same score in the end. It wouldn't shock me either. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me either. Uh, we know they don't. They don't know what offense is at Iowa. <laughs> I don't know if they recruit offensively. I I don't I don't think that's a priority in Iowa. They just want you to block and tackle. That's pretty much now, it. Now, what, what you do with said blocking, that's up to you. But they don't, they don't care. No, it, they, they don't care. The offense is, is, is inept. I don't know if they practice that side of football in Iowa. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that bad, people. <laughs> and yet they still somehow found their way in the Big Ten championship game, and here they are now in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Tennessee should win that game by default. But I won't. I I I won't be watching it because Tennessee has had their struggles on offense too this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about this game, folks. It is it's going to be a weird game. Yes, it could be entertaining just off the fact that you don't know what's going to happen, kind of. We don't know what Tennessee team will show up. No. There's a there's a world where Tennessee can beat the, the breaks. I mean, embarrass Iowa. <laughs> if this was this, if this was last year's Tennessee team playing against Iowa, ooh. <laughs> but this isn't. Tennessee has had some up and down games offensively. Mm-hmm. So it could be close. Or that SEC talent could show itself and they could they could run Iowa off the field. They very well could. <laughs> they, so, so it's interesting in that aspect, but but Ooh man, when you if you've seen both of these teams play throughout the season, this ain't this ain't the game that's gonna be on my radar that day. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, not not at all, not at all. But um, but yeah, that's I can't wait for that one. Um, Ole Miss in Penn State feels weird. Um, very weird. I, I, I think that's just a weird weird matchup, of course. I would have liked to see Ole Miss probably play Ohio State, maybe. You know, that would have been nice. I feel like I ain't gonna call. I don't want to call Ole Miss pretenders, but I feel like it's the battle of the two teams that of two teams that want to be in the elite class but aren't, mm-hmm. and they're highly ranked teams. 
but they aren't that good. But then again, nobody is that good in college football this year. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> no one's like well, definitively just beating down on people every week. And and the team that was just got beaten their conference championship game. Oregon was like the most consi- one of the more consistent teams this season. And then they just got thumped by Washington, who has struggled in the last five weeks this year to get wins and to escape their opponents. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and look, their resume doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> The resume does not lie at all. It's just it's just one of those weird, weird years, of course. But um, but yeah, yeah. Ole Miss, Penn State, Peach Bowl. Um, I'm going to lean towards Ole Miss winning this game, just because I don't they know what they with Drew Allar. I mean, <laughs> because Ole Miss has the competent offense. Pretty much, um, that's all I can say. <laughs> they, they've been able to, uh, like, to, to Ole Miss's credit, they lost to Georgia and Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. Those are two losses. I mean, it's a lot of people's losses, <laughs> but that's their only two losses. Right. So I feel confident that they have a. An offense that can get big explosive plays, get down the field. I wonder how many points will be scored in this game, too, though. Because it could be a little ugly. It could end up being a lower-scoring game, Corey. Good. Ole Miss has their lows offensively. You know, when things are rolling... They, 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 the offense is moving. Mm-hmm. But there's some possessions where, like, they, they go three and out. Boom. Three and out. Boom. And it slows down very quickly. Ask Ole Miss when they play Georgia. 14-14. Next thing you know, whoa. Oh, Lord. What's going on? It's a beatdown. Um, granted, Penn State is not Georgia. So I don't I don't expect them to uh to put up the points that uh, Georgia was able to to do to to you know to put up against them but I mean you got to feel like Penn State has to like open up the offense for this game like you know you would hope they would scheme up a solid game plan. Like, whatever they did against Michigan, that's still stuck in my mind. It was so bad. Like, you you got to redeem yourself for that, that performance you had against them. Right. So, it is a weird matchup, but I definitely feel more comfortable with what Ole Miss can do offensively than Penn State. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm much more confident with the Rebels um, than Penn State. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the game. But um, 
but that is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Um, of course, we got number six, Georgia, taking on number five, Florida State. Some people yeah, call this the actual championship. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see the, how they were looking for the, uh, the press conference? Mm-hmm. The, how Curry and Mike fell. Those boys were looking thick in the face, man. They did not want to be there. Oh, my God. Nah. Uh, especially Mike Norville, like w- once it came up on the screen that they weren't considered in the top four, he just like put his head down. Now, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, Corey. Mm-hmm. This is an early favorite for a Bolton's best bet. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What you got for me? Let's go ahead and do it. This this game could have have it could eerily be similar to what Georgia did to Hawaii when Hawaii thought they were going to come come up in the Sugar Bowl and get a win <laughs> with Colt Brennan, and we we remember how that game went. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. And this could be just like that. This is going to be an angry Kirby Smart in a Georgia team that definitely feels like they should have been in the playoff against a Florida State team that will be angry and will put up a fight initially. Yeah. But I just I don't think they have the horses to go four quarters with this Georgia team. I think it can it might start off close. But I think this game could get ugly too. I I definitely think it, it can. <laughs> and I think it will, unfortunately. Like, look, Florida State, they had a phenomenal season up till Jordan Travis had um had got injured. But now I I just don't see it in them. Like I don't see any form of an offense, of an offensive identity where I can say like Oh man, they'll be just fine. Like, I don't see that. Like, they can't just right Keon now. Coleman. They, the, their best bet is 50 50 balls to Keon Coleman because mm-hmm. Georgia is very confident in its secondary. They won't mind leaving their guys on an island, especially when you have the backup quarterback in. They will load the box up, mm-hmm. put eight in the box, I feel like. Or, you know, just. They will be playing without Florida State's rushing attack because that's we're all we all know Florida State's going to try to run the ball and play ball control right. and just slowly but surely try to win the game like that. So there should be some one-on-one opportunities for Keon Coleman. And, should be. And well, that's if he plays too. I don't know if he's going to play or not. <laughs> I mean, you would think this is a big big game, but. I mean, he is someone's going to be a first-round pick. So, like, does he play? I mean, that's the thing to think about too. When you we don't know what what these guys are going to do, right? If he ain't on the field, (laughs) (laughs) why show up, (laughs) boy? If he ain't on the field, it's it's going to look a whole lot like Oregon and Liberty in that game. Yeah, it's, I, I I can't call it, man. It, it's um, 
it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens from a day-to-day standpoint. Like, you got transfer portals, news, and then you got people also declaring for the NFL draft. I'm like... <laughs> like, anything happens at this point. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, that, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at Georgia. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at Georgia, too. Say, I had to say Georgia by. What's, they ain't released a spread for this game yet because they know. <laughs> They know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see when when this one gets released. Um, it's, I, I would I would say right now Georgia might be sixteen point favorites in this game. <laughs> if I was to put out a spread right now myself, and that's with Keon Coleman playing. Keon's not playing. Georgia becomes like eighteen and a half yeah. point favorites. In my eyes, <laughs> hands down, I, I I don't think they stand a chance. Honestly, like that defense, I, look, that defense will play four quarters for you. Like if that, if there was anything I learned over the weekend, is that defense is legit when it matters, when it counts. But mm-hmm. nah, that, that, that offense lost all confidence. Like I'm taking my money out. Chris. Like I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting down anything on this offense to produce points. Exactly. <laughs> and we got we have one more what high, high profile game, I feel like. I mean, what should... do you think about Missouri and Ohio State? That I will be glued to my TV. I will have the pizza and the wings ready for that one. Yeah, I, I think that game is fun. I, I think this game is going to definitely be a fun one. I love that matchup. And I, initially, I tend to lean towards Missouri winning this game. That's my early, that's my early take on it. I think Missouri is a more complete team. And... I trust Cook more than I trust McCord. Um, So I think Missouri has the the edge quarterback-wise. Ohio State definitely has some playmakers, some great receivers. We'll see if those guys play as well. You would think with it being a top, uh, a big time bowl game that they would play, but you just you never know. You never know, and we know everybody with Missouri is going to play. Missouri's they've never been here before, no. But that is something to factor in. There is an element of this is a big spotlight and a huge moment for Missouri. And they be overwhelmed by it because when you go to Ohio State, these are the games you expect to play in at the minimum, at the very least. You normally are playing in the college football playoff. So that is something else to consider. 
But I think when you look on paper, when you look at the teams, I think Missouri matches up very well with Ohio State. And over the course of the ball game, I could see Missouri wearing down Ohio State's defense. And it'll be up to Ohio State's offense to to do what needs to be done to keep them in this ball game. But um, I think it'll be a very tight, very fun matchup. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm very much ready for this game. Um, I think Missouri um, definitely wants to be there. I think they're going to show. The whole whole state's going to be there. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the whole state's gonna be there, which doesn't bode well, of course, if you're Ohio State, because I don't know where the headspace <laughs> is at. The Ohio State fans are gonna be at home watching this. You're gonna have you're gonna have some fans at the game, of course, but you know, <laughs> they are not happy. This they are not satisfied and not happy playing in this game. Um. But you know, so, yeah. Ryan Day is going to have his team ready, though. Hey, yeah. I don't expect I don't expect Ohio State to lay an egg. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think they're <laughs> they're not Penn State in this equation. I, I think they're <laughs> actually going to show up with some offense. You know, it, it may not be like CJ Stroud off, uh, you know, esque offense, but you know they'll they'll show up. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I think it'll be a very good, good game. Man, we get to see Luther Burden and potentially Marvin Harrison Jr. Two, two of the premier receivers playing this matchup. I mean, hey, sign me up. Yeah, I, look. If you are, you're an NFL scout. Go to that game, <laughs> man. Exactly. <laughs> go go to that game. You're going to watch one guy who's going to go top five this year and another guy who has a chance to be a top 15, top 20 pick I think in next so. year in the, in the following draft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident that, that's, that that will be the case. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if you haven't... People are going to be introduced to Luther Burden that that day. M- most college football fans know about him, but there are a lot of casuals. I'm sure have, despite Missouri's success this season, haven't watched much Missouri football or haven't seen him play. Mm-hmm. And he he might he's gonna he's gonna have some people remembering the name going into the next season. I feel like with the way with the performance that he could potentially put together, mm-hmm. so, can't wait! Uh, can't wait to see um, a lot of these games. You got it? You got any more games um, you want to mention before we uh, just sign up? show my Wildcats some love? I'm, I'm, um, I will be tuned in to the to the late night special on Thursday, December twenty eighth. The Valero Alamo Bowl, a game that the Alamo Bowl honestly does not disappoint. It really doesn't. I know a lot of people. Um, I mean, 
UT fans and the A&M fans, uh, they they always scoff at the Alamo Bowl because you know, like they're very close by to San Antonio. So you know, you kind of understand it, but no, that's a game that doesn't disappoint. Does not disappoint. We will see Arizona take on Oklahoma, and I'm I will I'm I've. Man, I think that game can go a couple of ways. I think there's a world where it's like a ridiculously high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Like on some 45 to 42 kind of numbers, which would be on brand for the Alamo Bowl. And then... There is a world where Arizona just straight up beats down Oklahoma. Jeff Lebby just left. He's doing. He's off doing his thing and, and t- took some guys from that staff to with him to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So that has to be counted and factored in. So we're not sure exactly what Oklahoma offense we will be seeing that game. Because it ain't going to be the one that Jeff Levy has been calling. Because right. no Coach Venables, he ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with offense. He has nothing to do with that offense. <laughs> he does not worry about that side of the ball. He's a defensive guy. He has let Coach Levy do his thing and do whatever he wants to. So this will be our first time seeing a uh, Oklahoma offense without Jeff Levy calling the plays and running things. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is firing at all cylinders. Sneaky blowout potential in that game for Arizona to run off with it. But there, I will be interested to see how that game plays out because Oklahoma does, as we both know, has offensive high firepower. So I really think that can be an extremely high-scoring game between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yeah, I'm I'm very much excited to see what Arizona does. Um, just because we, we saw them pretty much from the beginning of the of the season um, up to now, and what they can do, and um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how many points that they can put up on the scoreboard. And um, see if they can, you know, show uh, people why why they a they are a um, contender. They are forces. Yeah, they, they yes, they. I think they win this game. And in my preseason poll, I'll say right now, Corey, they will be ranked in the top twelve, possibly top eight. Mm. They got a chance. I will lock them in. They they are a lock to be a top twelve team in my preseason poll. Once we start looking ahead at you know how teams can potentially shape out and look next season, especially once you know we get the some some players settling in after these transfers happen. Mm-hmm. But am I way too soon? Top twenty five? Oh, they are a lock to be a top twelve team. I agree. They bring back. They bring back everything. Yeah, <laughs> like this is a this is a young team. This team reminds you of like for us, like the 
the the 2013 Mississippi State team right before going into the 2014 season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually gonna gonna say like that second year um, Leach team uh, from mm. Mississippi State, mm-hmm. where well, once Will Rogers and, and and crew got everything together, once they figured out the air raid. That team was dangerous, you saw, that year. And then the following Yeah. I I understand. I guess I was just thinking more on the line of, like, Noah Fafita is, he, he's the one that can win the Heisman next year, man. Like, he very well could. I just, I don't think the world understands how good Arizona is. I, I just, that's, that's all I got to say about it. Noah is a freshman starting at quarterback, and he is the real deal. It's a reason Jeff Fish has pitched his camp at Arizona and isn't trying to leave. He knows what he has with this team. Michael Penix Jr. is leaving. Bo Nix is leaving. Like... Arizona's going to be very dangerous next year. Yeah. They 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 bring back a high a, a quarterback that can throw it with the best of them. I just I I want the world to know. Be ready for Arizona man like I if I can play I I if I could place a bet on Arizona to be a CFP team next season. That would not be a bad investment. It sounds crazy, but this team, is, this team is legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So, I, I am so, yeah. picking in Arizona um, in this game. So I think they'll <laughs> think they'll perform well. But um, but yeah, um, um is that that all the That's games all. that you have? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, well, folks, um, we definitely appreciate y'all listening in as always, of course. Um, before we head out, Chris, let the good people know where they can find you on social media. I'll let your boy on Twitter or well, I say I still say Twitter. See, right. I, don't talk about, I talk about bringing back the old college football, bring back the old Twitter. <laughs> but no, you can follow me on X. At Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. And then on Instagram at Chris.Bolton underscore. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, if you let Elon um, know sooner rather than later, maybe he might change his mind. I don't know. He he was at that he was at that podium kinda kinda angry. <laughs> For most <laughs> of the reasons. So. When is he not angry? <laughs> I know. As always. <laughs> He's always angry. He's always angry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, folks, um, you can find me on X um, or Twitter, whatever you call it. Um, nowadays, um, you can find me on there at Listen to KSW, all one handle. Um, I'm on there talking college football. Um, we're here um, during college basketball season now. Of course, my Mississippi State Bulldogs had a terrible weekend on the basketball court, but. Uh, Nonetheless, <laughs> so I'm on there talking about that um, wrestling. Um, yeah, anything that you guys want to um, talk about, um, you can find me on there. 
But um, but yeah, um, we will be back, um, probably on on Friday. Uh, we'll probably just talk about a couple of other um other games, um, and delve a little deeper um, to this list. Um, any transfer portal news, things like that, we'll we'll probably um, definitely discuss. And um, yeah, we'll probably give our thoughts and predictions for the Heisman um, coming up this week. Yes, sir. So so yeah, we'll, we'll have a couple of things to talk about. So um, oh. so yeah yeah, keep it locked with this guys on the show. So. Until next time, we are out, and we will catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.